Hey, podcast listeners, hope you're doing well, and I hope you are winning contracts. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take a minute to share something with you that's working for our clients. Our federal access knowledge base is helping companies win contracts every single day. I regularly get emails from members thanking us and saying things like, hey, I just won a $2 million contract. Many of you have seen a video that Chris Danback shot for us at GovCon. Chris won two contracts totaling $30 million. One of our members emailed me this morning and said, the turning point that opened my eyes was using federal access to establish a professional and systematic business development and RFP process. I've now won two contracts worth $480,000. Federal access is helping a lot of companies win. It can help you too. So here's the deal. I have a special offer for you. Visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers today and get started for just $29. You're going to get access Access to a digital copy of the government sales manual, over 70 strategy videos, more than 30 webinars, 300 documents and templates, and one of my favorite pieces is SME support. So when you run into any issue, any challenge at all, you can email me directly for help. So go check out the special offer today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. The link is in the description below the podcast. So go check that out today, federal-access.com forward slash game changers so you can get started for just $29 today. Now let's hop into this episode. Welcome to Game Changers for Government Contractors. Game Changers is dedicated to helping you position for and win more government contracts. And now your hosts, Josh and Mike. My name is Michael Lejeune. I'll be your host today on Game Changers. I also have Joshua Frank here with me as my co-host. And I want to get right in the show by welcoming our guest, Darcella Craven. Darcella is the executive director at the VBRC out of St. Louis, and she covers Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, and the Nebraska region. Uh, Darcella, please take a minute to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what the VBRC does. Well, thank you. I appreciate being here. So VBRC stands for Veterans Business Resource Center, for those of you who aren't military and don't know a lot of the acronyms. So the Veterans Business Resource Center is a nonprofit economic development agency that has been around for now 12 years. We assist military members who are transitioning out of the service, all veterans, National Guard, reservists, and their family members with startup and expansion of small business. And we do that in Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska, and some parts of Southern Illinois. For the topic today, we're going to be talking about resources for veteran small businesses. I assume one of the first times I may run across the VBRC is actually while I'm still enlisted, right? Is it like kind of while I'm exiting and that sort of thing? Is that is that one of the first times I actually may come into contact with you guys? Ideally, that would be the perfect time for you to come in contact with us about maybe two years before you get out. So that you're thinking about what you're going to do when you get out of the military after you've played with Uncle Sam for a while. Yeah. You could actually catch us on one of the seven military posts that's in our region. We do something called a Boots to Business program, which is specifically for transitioning military members. Yeah, I I think that's a big deal because there's so many times I'm talking to people, whether it's an an entrepreneur or a military person, and very rarely are people actually thinking about the future. They're thinking, hey, you know, I'm I'm exiting in 90 days. So in 90 days, I'm going to get with you about what my business idea is or whatever it is. And they don't realize how some of these things take two years to really percolate and develop into something really cool. So, So I do encourage if you're listening to this, and you are currently in the service of any kind, go ahead and reach out to the VBRC now 
if you're thinking about leaving, not you know 90 days out. So so that that would be a really good idea for you to do. So what are some of the main resources available to veterans through the VBRC? Well, the excellent part about the VBRC, so two things is I want to back up a little bit and just tell you that if you are transitioning out of the military, you're going to hear from us several times while you're still in as you're going through the transition assistance program. So you don't need to worry about, oh my God, who are those people? I can't remember their names. We're going to make sure you get that touch quite often and um, so that you remember, because you're right, once you're getting out, you don't remember anything. You're just trying to figure out what am I going to be when I grow up after the military? So, um, So that's one thing. But you asked me about other resources. So the thing is, I want people to think differently about resources. I, I would like you to think about what, is, what are my team members? Who are the people who are going to help me in this transition into, well, first of all, out of the military, but then into small business? So as a team member, the Veterans Business Resource Center can help you connect with all the other wraparound services you may need to start a small business. So here's the myth. Everybody thinks I'm just going to have this great idea. I'm going to walk out the door. Someone's going to hand me a bunch of free money somewhere. They're going to give me a nice location and the keys, and we're just going to open up the doors and all the customers are just going to run in. What we try to do is help you back into a plan for whatever small business that is. Basically, we help you connect with all the other resource partners for that. So let's say you want to start a Supercuts because you think you do great haircuts, right? And you want to do that franchise. But you're getting out and your husband or wife may have other ideas about what they're going to do. We can help you connect to the resource partners who can help maybe with that counseling of that transition. So some of the resources that are available to every person who ever served in the military, you can find either on our website, which is www.vetbiz.com, or you can go to places like KC SourceLink or Missouri SourceLink. And I can give you all of those, um, you know, links later if you'd like. Yeah, that would be great. We'll, we'll put that on the website after this. So those links will have a connection and, and uh, to anything you ever thought you wanted to know after you get out of the military. So that could be family counseling. It could be housing. It could be uh, a financing. How do you get financing? How do you build your credit score up? So all of those things are out there and they're segmented. So you don't need to guess where they are on the website. No, no, that's good stuff. You know, I, I and you kind of touched on this. And we're going to get into some of the, the challenges here in a second. But I think a lot of veterans that I come across have this one myth in their head. I'm a veteran. And so I'm going to go get my, you know, veteran certifications. And if there's any other certifications they want, you know, woman owned or whatever it is, mm-hmm. hub zone, any of this, I'm going to go get that. But because I'm a veteran, I now have a leg up on every contract that's out there and I really don't have to worry about too many other things. I can just focus on being a veteran, you know, and I'm like, no, that's not quite right. So, so what are some of the other common challenges that are, that you find that are unique to veterans starting and growing a business? Well, I think you touched on one of the biggest ones, which is the belief that simply because I'm a veteran, I have this magic wand now that's going to land me every contract that's out there and people are going to love me. And to be, to be frank, I love you. Other people who, who are the community loves you for your service. That is that is absolutely true. However, the however is you still need to put in the work to get to the contract or get to the thing. Uh, and like you said, I'm a, I'm a woman. So therefore, if I get this woman certification, all these contracts will start falling into my lap. 
So some of the other challenges that we have seen, we've been doing this now for 12 years. Some of the other challenges that we have seen is not, it's, it's actually the same challenges as every other small business, Make not making sure your family is on board with you, that everyone is going and, and singing to the same sheet of music. That is a huge challenge that um, they don't understand perhaps the, the, the way the thing, the place works, the way the civilian world works outside of the military. So I often like to tell people this, a sergeant is a sergeant is a sergeant. I can take a sergeant in Colorado, pick him or her up, place them in Korea, and they know exactly what they're supposed to do because they're a sergeant and here are your duties. When you get out of the military, there aren't necessarily any ranks. No one's right. wearing their rank on their sleeve. No one's telling you exactly how they fit. Basically, do I salute you or do you salute me? Right. Right. So no one knows that. So figuring out what that rank system is, what the uh, where do you find all the things that you need? The first thing that uh, we always tell people when they get out of the military is you need to find that supply sergeant. So in the military, right, there's always no matter what branch, there's always that one sergeant or petty officer or chief that can find you anything you want. You just don't ask him or her any questions about where it came from. Right. <laughs> So when you get out, you need to find those people in the civilian world. And so the equivalent to that might be the person who leads you through resume writing or business plan writing if you're trying to start a small business. So it's about finding what the, so the challenge is finding the rank order outside of the military and where you fit in that order and how you navigate it. Yeah. That's another huge challenge. And the third biggest challenge that I think I'd say is credit score and financing. Hmm. So having a decent credit score when you get out of the military is oftentimes a challenge for military members for many reasons. Perhaps they just, they deploy too much. Uh, perhaps they they were just never good at mil uh, money management in the first place. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. So I, I think those are all really big. And, you know, just from the fact that yeah, I, I'm a veteran, Josh is a veteran, you're a veteran, just being in that and, and transitioning, I, I think we're, we transition successfully, which, you know, which number one is, is ahead of the game. But just seeing the challenges from, like you said, being a sergeant in one place to a sergeant in another place, you kind of know your duties, but you also have somebody telling you what to do. You know, so you know, you get up, you, you go to work, but you have someone telling you what to do. You have orders that you're uh, being told what to do, but you also, I think there's somewhat of a false sense of security as well, because no matter what you do, you're successful. You know, Hey, if my PT scores, you know, if I hit my PT scores, if I, you know, if I know how to answer these questions, if I show up to work on time, I, it, all really good things, really good habits, but it's so easy to be successful in the military. Then when you get out to have to deal with sales and marketing and business development and finding these resources, you know, so many things that are totally outside your box that you're never going to learn by dealing with in the military. And so I think that that's a, a huge challenge for a lot of people. So with that in mind, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of success stories about what you guys are doing. I think there was Josh mentioned something the other day about an award at the white house or something. Maybe you can talk about that here in a second, but you know, what makes the St. Louis VBRC so strong? You know, why is your center so successful at, at helping veterans? Thank you very much. So because we are awesome, <laughs> that's, the first, that's really that's it the next, qu answer. next question right <laughs> right 
<laughs> well, two things that make our, our place great. One, I do have a fantastic team. They work really well together. They It's like a family. They fight with each other, but they play off each other's strengths. So that that is perfect. I mean, finding the right team is really the key to a lot of things. So that's the first reason. And the second reason is that we do, we take the extra step. So let me back up real quick and give you an example that will kind of maybe illustrate this. When you're talking about transitioning and then uh, being successful in the military, we had a uh, colonel who came in to see us and he was going to start a business teaching all these corporations how to properly budget and uh, save money on the bottom line and all that kind of good stuff, which sounds really amazing. He's going to be a nice consultant and make lots of money. So what we did, though, is talk to him about his actual skill sets. And the fact is that, yes, he might have managed a $5 million budget while he was in the military, but he didn't have to get that budget. He didn't have to reallocate that budget. He really just needed to spend the budget. Right. So there's a big difference between knowing how to spend a budget of $5 million appropriately and you know get more for the next year and actually doing the, the digging to find the gold that gets you the budget. What we did with him was sit back and talk to him about his actual skill sets, and he realized that leadership was really his piece. That's what he really knew upside down and backwards. And now he has a very successful consulting company helping leaders learn how to be good, strong leaders. So how does that illustrate what the VBRC is really great at? We don't just tackle the small business. Oh, you want to start a haircut, you know, a barbershop. Great. Let's talk about the barbershop. We really dig into you, your life, why you want to do this, where you're trying to go, what's your ultimate goal. And quite frankly, when do you want to get out? What's your exit? And then we back into your small business. This, the next thing we do is then surround you with a lot of well, a team. We surround you with all the wraparound services that you're going to need to get to that place. And so we may refer you out to another resource partner. One of the great things that BBRC has here in St. Louis and what we are trying to do as we move across our region is we have a, an excellent reputation for collaboration in this town. We don't get paid in our center by the number of people who walk through our door. So we don't do headcount activity. We do impact. And impact sometimes means that I need to get you to someone else who knows how to do financial uh, accounting better than, than one of my team members on my team. And so it's about making sure that the whole veteran, the whole business is taken care of. So that's what sets us apart, I think, from everyone else. Uh, and of course, you know, we're just awesome. <laughs> just awesome. That's being good. So I, I have one more question here about that. So you, you brought up something and then I think Josh has a question. Um, and, and this is, it may be a little off topic here, but since you brought it up, I'm, I'm going to tackle this one. Do you see any, any different challenges from someone who is an officer versus someone who's enlisted? Um, because when I'm out at conferences, I can spot those two a mile away. And especially when, when those people come up to me, the, the officer assumes, uh, typically, I, I'm going to do certain things for them that I'm like, no, you're a big boy or girl. You do that yourself, <laughs> you know. And, and the enlisted seems to be the, the in the trenches, more typical entrepreneur where I see a lot of officers are usually their, their CEOs or executives or VPs in companies versus being entrepreneurial. Um, that's kind of a mix. I see. Do you see any 
differences in success or failure or challenges between coming out as an officer or enlisted or, or any, if that makes sense. Okay, so success or failure, no. And, and I have a whole different differentiation about success and failure, but let's the, talking about just the, the attitude of colonels or officers, for example, over enlisted. I would say the 11 years that I have personally been doing this and the 12 years the center has been around, what I see from enlisted folks is, necess- is not necessarily a confidence and strong confidence in leading. They are excellent at the work because enlisted folks are the worker bees, right? We, I was enlisted. We're the ones who implement everything that is, we're told to do and we interpret on the ground how to get it done. So we make adjustments, we do the things we need to do. Many times those enlisted folks, and this is certainly very broad, but many times those enlisted folks have a hard time moving out of what I call reality world and up into theory world. So they have a very difficult time learning the leadership part of disseminating the rules downward. Uh, they're great once they figure it out because they actually know how to implement it. So their 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 leadership role tends to be more action oriented. What I've seen with officers is an excellent opportunity to understand leadership. They know how to create all the theory, like how to get this done. And, and logistically, it should move like this. Many times they are not as strong in the actual implementation because, quite frankly, they haven't had to do that. They're the ones who give the order and everybody else implements it. Now, of course, those are very broad, and there's certainly, we've seen them flip back and forth, in and out, depends on who you are. There's a lot of other stuff that comes into that mix about personality and determination, et cetera. But for the most part, those that's where we sometimes see them. And then once we work with them where they are, they can get to uh, picking up the other skill sets or they learn how to get a team around them that has the other skill sets. Yeah, so, so a good mix would be having one of each on the team. So you have implementation and vision planning theory stuff put together. So Certainly, it's always about, I'll always come back to your team. It's always about your team. You cannot do it all on your own, which going back to the myths that you ask about, that's the other thing that we see too is almost every military person in there swears up and down they can do all of this by themselves, which yeah. once you talk to them about, well, you didn't do anything in the military by yourself, and we start to relating it back to their military experience, then they get it. Yeah. So, Sir Darsala, what you're saying is uh, the v- your center, the VBRC, helps service members, their families, et cetera. Whether you're still in the service, uh, I, I, I know that a lot of, the, uh, of, of your clients uh, are already out as well. And, and they come to you asking for advice, but you give them the skinny, you give them the, the facts that they need to compensate for some of the, the wrong perceptions yes. that they have. Correct, correct. I love how you said it, we, we give them the skinny. So we are all about transparency. And I, here's my philosophy. Every military person that I speak to or, or family member that comes in, I tell them you have five minutes of wine time. Now sometimes I give them 15, depending. So I give them 15 minutes of wine time, and that's for the entire time they know us. So there are times when you need to come in and just whine and complain and, you know, the life and everything is on top of my head and nobody loves me. And then we work through that and move on. So we've got to drive on after that. So it's, so it's never about, so you're right. So it's never about not um, being okay with where you are, but it's about how do we now take where you are and move you through to this small business if you want success whatever success means to you, right? So, 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 so two, all right. So let me follow up with two questions. First is the white house. Okay. okay. 
you know, I read that uh, you actually, you personally went to the White House, and 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 I, I would, I, I'd love for our listeners to hear why you were invited to the White House, and then second, you're talking about, you know, there's a reason why the St. Louis VBRC, you as the executive director, went to the White House. Can you give us an example, a case study of one of your clients that walked in, perhaps walked in and you know, and said, I, I think this is what I want to make a company for. And all of a sudden, after having worked with you, they have just started to move through, make money, et cetera. So can you answer uh, the questions on White House and on give us an example of a, of a, of a case study of an example of a client so our listeners can better relate to maybe what they can come to you for. Sure. So thank you for bringing it back to the White House because we get I get so caught up in the, the things that we do that I forget um, <laughs> to talk about the agency. So we won the 2015 Veterans Business Outreach Center of the Year. And there are now 20 centers like ours in the, in the country and in uh, Puerto Rico and Hawaii. So we won the, yeah, we're the you know number one, yay for 2015. So that's why we went to the White House to accept an award from the Small Business Administration. And uh, it was pretty awesome. So myself and Debbie Fanning, who is our uh, Chief Administrative Officer, she and I went there together, had a blast, got to stand up on the stage and we didn't get to see the president. So I'm pretty dis you know, disappointed about that. But we got to kind of hang around the White House and actually get chased by a Secret Service agent because we were down the wrong hallway. So yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so th and that's why we that's why we won. I'm pretty excited about that. We're actually very award-winning um, small business uh, um, um, assistant. It's what I call it. We're very, uh, we help assist the small business. So we've actually won several awards both locally and we're looking to increase that nationally and regionally, but not for just because we like the nice crystal, but because that means we actually have done something for the, the small business. Let me give you an example. Gosh, there's so many examples, but I want to I want to go back a little far, farther than just the last few years. So we will work with you when you come into our office as, as much as you want. We're like that, that house guest that doesn't leave after Christmas. We stay with you until you tell us to go away. <laughs> and even when you tell us to go away, we're still here with you. So we had a guy, a Coast Guard veteran, came in about six years ago to the organization and he sat down with me for the first 45 minutes. He told me he was going to be this project management consultant. I used to be a project manager, so I was listening for all the key words. He said a lot of key words, but nothing he said made any sense whatsoever. So we got to talking and about 45 minutes in, I just stopped him and I said, you know, I, you lost me about 40 minutes ago. I have no idea what you said. That man came back every week for three years. Wow. And it's crazy. Every week for three years, he came back. And we plug through what he's doing, what he's doing, what he's doing. Meanwhile, he would get a contract, work on it, fail a little bit, come back. We'd reset. He'd go get another contract, fail a little bit, etc. Flash forward six years later, he just landed a $20 million contract and he is now a tier one company. So that he's was awesome. wow. Yes. And that was, and, and I didn't really talk to him about his actual abilities he knew what he was talking about he knew how to be a project manager <clears throat> what he didn't know was how to how to say that how to sell that he didn't know how to basically just hustle pretty much uh, he was just kind of um well he was getting a he had a minority 
certification, he had a service disabled certification, he had a hub zone, he had all the certifications, right? He had all the stuff. And he was busy just taking little bits and pieces of contracts, $1,000 here, $20,000 there, because no one ever sat him down and said, hey, if you actually stop hustling and actually start working this business, you could be amazing. And uh, now he is. Now he's doing $20 million. And we're going to sit down. And by the way, he has 80 employees and offices in three states. Wow. So he has offices in Alabama, Mississippi, and Missouri. And now we get to talk to him about being a uh, contributor to the VBRC. So. <laughs> nice. Nice. That That's good stuff. You know, I mean, that that's the kind of success stories we always want to hear. And it, 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 I think part of it is just, you know, the way you guys welcome them and work with them and, and, and really care about them, not only as veterans, just as people and in helping them be successful. And then, you know, it, it's always on the actual business owner to just quite frankly, get off their butt and hustle. You know, like you said, right. you know, just being willing to hustle, being willing to, cause I don't think a lot of people are, are willing to come to your office every week for three years. Yeah. Especially, here's the thing, especially when, like, because I, I thought you were going to say this sooner, you're like, he would get a contract and he would fail a little bit. He'd get a contract and fail a little bit. <laughs> you know, like, how many of those do you have to go through before you actually, you know, succeed? And so I think just being able to hustle, but being able to uh, to to be around a support system like that is, is fantastic. So, so, so with that, you, you've kind of hinted around this a little bit, but what types of trainings do you actually offer veterans? So the, the, the type of training that we offer is when we first started, we actually did entrepreneurship classes like once a month. We did kind of all the traditional stuff that you see mm -hmm. now today. But when we first started, no one else was doing entrepreneurship classes except for maybe a university here and there. Today, you can't throw an ink pen or a stone without falling into an entrepreneurship 101 class. Right. So what we offer now are the Boots to Business trainings on the military post. We are now on uh, seven military posts in our region. We offer, and those are 10,000 foot views of what entrepreneurship means. So it's sort of like a primer to, I think I want to be in small business. Okay. From there, you can move on to an eight week online class with the university or one of the local resources that we might put you towards. There's plenty of resources around the, uh, the bases. We also have, if you're here locally in St. Louis, something called a bootstrap training class, which is a two-day course, um, usually on, on a Saturday. So it's two separate Saturdays. The first Saturday is about leading you and your small business idea or your current small business through the Lean Canvas um, business plan model. Kind of the idea is if you can get it all on one piece of paper, then you can build out a bigger business plan for maybe a financial institution or your employees. So we lead you through that. And then the second Saturday is about learning how to pitch. Because as you know, today, there's like 8 million pitch competitions for money, everything from $1,000 all the way up to $50,000 or $150,000. Everybody wants to be on Shark Tank. And so the, the, the challenge is you don't necessarily know how to pitch to a particular audience. And so we help them learn how to pitch differently. So it's kind of a very starting pitch. Hmm. And then we have... Occasionally, we will do a webinar. If something, if we keep hearing something from clients, like we really need to know about X, then we'll find an expert and do a webinar on those. And usually those are quarterly. 
And then the final big thing that we offer uh, outside of one-on-one consulting is something called the Veterans Summit on Entrepreneurship, which happens every November during Veterans Small Business Week. Okay. So, and, yeah, I mean, is that the kind of the one-day conference type of? Yes. So that's the one-day conference. That's actually coming up November 3rd this year. And, uh, but it's always in that first week of November because that is National Veterans Small Business Week. But yeah, it's a, it's a one-day conference that is held all day from 8 to like 4 o'clock, and then we end it with, of course, a happy hour because that's what you're supposed to do, right? right. <laughs> and then networking at the end. But it's two separate tracks, one for startup, like I think I want to maybe be in business, I don't know, and then one for people who are expansion clients. So you've been in business, you accidentally became successful, like you don't really know how you built this business up to a million dollars, and now you want to grow it to 10 so you can come to us and that particular day is all about how do you think differently about your small business? How do you grow it? And so we have two separate tracks for those folks so that no one's left out. Then, of course, we meet in the middle for lunch and a keynote speaker, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so I assume in addition to the trainings that you already do, um, again, you, you've kind of hinted at some of this already. I assume you have relationships with other resources veterans might need. So I think we were talking kind of like in the pre-interview stuff about their credit scores or different things like that stuff that you, you probably could do, but there may be a different resource or a, a better resource that you would recommend. I talk to us a, just a, briefly about the relationships outside the VBRC and how you kind of play that supply sergeant role almost for people. Okay. So I like that. So, okay. So here's the deal. If you go and look at SBA.gov, it is a very robust website. It has a, it has everything you've ever wanted to know. And it is like drinking from a fire hose. It's, there's a lot. So what we do is we behave, we really behave as your team lead for your in, in business consulting. So one of the things, for example, might be, and yes, the answer is yes, we have strong relationships um, with the University of Iowa, who has an amazing veterans program, specifically focusing on agriculture and veterans. So veterans who are farmers and are going into small business as farmers. Um, then there are folks in Nebraska. Did you know Omaha, Nebraska has a, a really vibrant technology entrepreneurship world going on? Nope. Who knew? Nope. <laughs> so they do. They have this really amazing kind of art and technology space happening in, in um, Omaha. And so we'll get you connected to the right people. Here in St. Louis, for example, if you are a, uh, an artist, if you're a really artsy kind of uh, entrepreneur, there's a place called Tech Shop. And so let's just say you have an idea, you've got the next, next best post office box, right? But you don't have any money to go get a prototype. There's a place called Tech Shop getting ready to open here in St. Louis. And I think there's a couple across the country. We actually this year awarded five veterans memberships to that tech shop so that they can now go in there and actually create their prototype for free and be surrounded by all of the people, they call them dream catchers, all of the people who can help them start to bring that thing to fruition. So that's not us physically, that's not myself or the counselor or, or, or Debbie doing it, but it is us partnering with our resources to make something happen for our veteran clients, which is kind of what we, we like to do. That's our reputation. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I know prototyping is very expensive, so that, that is a phenomenal resource there. So who's actually eligible to receive benefits from you guys well i i'm army so of course anybody who ever served in any part of the army can come in um i will allow some marines but no, no. <laughs> but don't worry uh air force folks we got you too we'll actually define what work is first and then we'll kind of help you understand that whole concept 
No, actually, any military person who ever served in any military branch can come to use our service. It used to be that we only accepted honorably discharged military members, but we know that over the years, particularly in the last few years, some people have been put out on other than honorable for maybe offenses that one in the civilian world wouldn't technically be considered an issue. Or quite frankly, some people we know in the last few years, um, it, like in 2000, 2002, were put out because they said they had PTSD. And so before the military started to actually do better with mental health in our military, if a soldier or a airman or someone said, hey, I, yeah, I think I need help, I got PTSD, they were actually discharged and sometimes given an other than honorable discharge. So hmm. we always ask people to come to us. If you ever put the uniform on, if you ever raised your hand and said, I will defend, then you come in and you talk to us and you can get service. If you are a family member, an immediate family member of that person, so mother, daughter, sister, brother, you know, first cousin. I don't want the third cousin twice <laughs> removed by the dog, you know, not right, that right. person. <laughs> but if you're an immediate family member and you're a key personnel in that small business, you can come get assistance. And then, of course, current military personnel, National Guard reservists, and anyone transitioning. That, Absolutely. That, that, that's yeah. awesome. So this has all been really, really good stuff. Any final thoughts for our listeners on, uh, on the resources, on challenges, anything you want to share with them? Yes. So two things I always ask people to do. Well, actually, one thing I ask people to do is stop and rethink. So rethink and reframe how you are coming to a question. One of the things that people we always get is people think there's all these free grants out here running around to start a small business. So we tell people to think differently about what a grant is. So, for example, the people, the five veterans who, who received a thousand dollar membership to Tech Shop, that's a grant. You were granted $1,000 out of a budget that you would have had to pay from your budget had you not received that from us. Sitting down and talking to a consultant who charges a lot of money for, for his or her time, or sometimes we bring in attorneys, marketing experts, etc. you're not paying for that. So your company is being granted this. So you have to think differently about that word and how it means, what it means to a small business owner. And then the final thing to rethink is failure. Actually, failure is a very good thing. Failing at something means you are getting better at it the next time you try it. It means it allows you to do better and it builds resilience. And those are the things that make you get to whatever your success is. And, and, and what I mean by your success is sometimes your success is I just want to send my kids through college. Or sometimes your success is I want to sell this and, and uh, retire early and fish for the next mm -hmm. 20 years. So we help you define what those things are and we really help you rethink. And that's what I want to leave people with is how do you rethink? No, that, that's powerful stuff. So, so thank you so much for coming on today. A lot of really good wisdom here. Go check out the VVRC. We're going to have uh, all the links that she was talking about. We're going to put those uh, attached to this podcast so you can get that. And um, I, I just want to thank all the listeners who are on here listening to this episode, especially if you're a veteran. Go check out what we were talking about here. Really, really good stuff for you guys. So remember, you can find every episode of Game Changers on iTunes. Just look for Game Changers for Government Contractors and subscribe to the feed to make sure you get every episode. You can also learn more about each of our guests, including Darcella, on the official Game Changers website at rsmfederal.com forward slash game changers 
again, where we're going to have links to her website, bio, and uh, any other special links or offers or anything like that from her. And last but not least, please visit our sponsor for today's episode, the Federal Access Program at rsmfederal.com forward slash FA for more information on how you can find and win more government contracts. Thanks for listening to Game Changers for Government Contractors. For a full list of episodes and other resources, be sure and check us out on the web at www.rsmfederal.com slash gamechangers.